Hello and welcome to The Mental Bakedown. My name is Sam Every, and this is the show all about feeling better through baked goods and tasty treats. I welcome a special guest to the podcast each episode to eat their favourite pudding, dessert or baked treat and talk about relaxing, de-stressing and coping with mental health issues all in a comfy setting while enjoying some homemade bakes. Uh, a small disclaimer before we start this episode. Um, this episode and the next few that are recorded were recorded several months ago uh, before the start of the COVID-19 outbreak. I'm currently at home in Cornwall uh, in lockdown with my family. Please adhere to the government rules about staying indoors. It's incredibly important and could save lives. But look at the positives. Uh, never before have we had so much time on our hands to have a go at that instrument or paint that picture or most importantly, learn to bake. Take this time to connect with your family and keep yourself motivated. Or of course, if you're really bored, you can always binge listen all of the episodes so far. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hopefully a bit of light relief from a fairly repetitive routine. Stay safe, keep washing your hands and enjoy the podcast. Today, I'm joined by the delightful May Curtis. May is a stage manager studying at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama in London. On today's episode, we discuss the pressures and problems of working behind the scenes, the importance of getting outside and dealing and coping with the loss of someone dear. We also talk about the importance of family, how the choice of bread is vital when eating toast. And of course, we discuss May's favourite dessert, a classic apple crumble. This is The Mental Bakedown with Sam Every and special guest May Curtis. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. May thanks Curtis. for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure. Oh. Um, how are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks. Excited. Wonderful. Wonderful. Got some great food. Yeah. So yummy crumble. Always kick it off talking about what you've picked. So every guest picks a pudding or a dessert or a baked thing. Um, and the lovely May picked the classic apple crumble. Basic oh. bitch. Oh, can I swear? Yes, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Sorry, mum. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, absolutely fine. Um, yeah, apple crumble, absolutely classic. Mm. Um, super easy. Uh, I've never made a crumble before, weirdly. You're welcome. Um, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but it's great. Just chop up your apples and then you can basically put whatever you like mm. in it flavour-wise. If you want to add so things. I put some cinnamon in it, some nutmeg. Delish. Um, I went with brown sugar on the apples and nice. caster sugar in the crumble. Okay. Uh and then I put business. some porridge oats in the crumble as well, which makes it a bit chewier, a bit mm. more kind of flapjacky. Perfect. And then I put in a couple of tablespoons of maple syrup in the on the in the crumble bit. The cr the crumble layer. The crumble layer. That's what we That's like the to technical call it. term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's actually all right. It's delish. It tastes pretty good. It's I, yummy. I normally have my crumble with cream. That's my like staple. Yeah. I didn't prepare well enough and yeah, didn't bring any ice cream, but... <laughs> that is my pref preferred topping. But cream is also nice. Just something with a bit of, you know... With a bit of... They can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, for the listener, <laughs> May's doing some very uh, <laughs> intricate hand... But I don't it's know like what you'd call these. You know, like if you imagine the kind of stereotypical like Italian yeah. meme. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. You need a little bit of dicker. That's awful. Um, we're going back to Seth's terrible... Um, Italian accent. Oh, that was funny. Episode. That made me laugh. <laughs> Espresso <laughs> tiramisu. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Is it not a custard lover? Oh, God, no. Absolutely really? not. Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. Why is that? It's just a weird colour, a weird texture. The fact that it gets cold really fast freaks me out. Right. 
and it just is that a thing that you carry across all walks of life <laughs> if something gets cold quickly you I don't think want just any part custard of it. because you can't eat cold custard like some people do my dad eats yeah, cold I custard don't, i don't agree with that disgusting like i, I like scarred. custard i'll have custard but it's got to be warm yeah it's got to be warm and then also what do you have custard with crumble oh no thank you but no <laughs> sticky toffee pudding like mm. warm puddings mm. yeah because yeah no true but that, yeah well but i do i do prefer double cream or clotted cream or oh yeah cream. well that's because you're from i'm from you're, this you're a cornwall boy. cornwall boy i am oi that's <laughs> <laughs> we've really we've really branched out on the acting uh yeah defo. if anyone is hiring um vocal actors and needs yeah, some... or stage managers no yeah. kidding. <laughs> Um, brilliant. So, why crumble? Why well, is crumble the favourite? I just love crumble. So, I have a weird thing. It's all, it's very funny, but it's called oral allergy syndrome, which means that I can't eat oh. fruit when it's not being cooked. Right. Just weird. I have a really strong pollen allergy, blah, blah, blah. So, I love crumble because I can eat the fruit with the yummy biscuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't affect me because it's cooked. It's great. And you can't just Amazing. eat like a cooked apple. Yeah, yeah, that'd be weird. Like, that's weird. But in a crumble, everyone's like, oh, apple crumble, acceptable. But really, it's just cooked fruit. Right, yeah. So that's why I like it. 25 a day. It's probably Quite. not 25 a day. <laughs> I don't think so. That's why I eat Definitely not. at least five portions of crumble every day. To get in there, <laughs> to all get different my, fruit. Yeah, all different fruit. <laughs> I constantly am cooking, making crumbles just with different <laughs> fruits in, just to mm. banana crumble. And, no, God, no. Um, that, that's And you can't eat nuts as well. Is that the same? Can't eat nuts. No, that's that's just that's, uh, just that's just a standard allergy. Standard nut allergy. Yeah, I think so. Nothing I've got special. a few allergies, so. Me too, but I'm I'm very graced with not being allergic to any food, mm. which is always mm. always great. Because I, I, I yeah, food it is annoying. So hard. It's annoying. A food allergy. I mean, nuts actually doesn't really affect me because I didn't really eat nuts beforehand. Right. So. Oh no, that's a lie. I used to have peanut butter sandwiches all the time, but only when I was really young. Oh, so don't see, really miss it. I do not like peanut butter. No, I don't like the smell of it either. Potentially a controversial, controversial opinion. The yeah, unpopular opinion, yeah. But I don't, yeah, don't like peanut butter. I've never really been a big nuts person no. until like re- recently, I suppose. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's a great source of, is it protein? I think so. Yeah, but also I'm not that fast. Don't really like them. Yeah. Can't, can't, be, can't be bothered. Can't, can't <laughs> be bothered with nuts. No. I'd rather not die. Well, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It does make sense. Uh, so crumble's the absolute favourite. Yeah. And has it always been the favourite? Was there ever a... No, you see, I am a, I'm a stickler for some, just some cake, like carrot cake as a pudding. Right, yeah. Like, or just like your chocolate fudge cake. Just classic, classic it's great, cake. yeah. Or we used to, every Sunday we used to have this like, Kind of like a chocolate cake with like a gooey chocolate bottom and you put it in the oven. Right. We used to always have that with some ice cream every Sunday after a roast dinner. So that was ideal. Yeah. Um, but then I'm actually not the biggest chocolate fan. Right. I only really like dairy milk. Okay. So that limits my chocolate options quite significantly. Yes. I'm just not, yeah. But crumble, I just really like crumble. Great. Crumble's mm. great. So if crumble's the number one, do you have a pudding hell? Yes, absolutely. Um. My, okay, oh, so many. So bread and butter pudding, <laughs> disgusting. Okay. Rice pudding, horrible. My grandma used to make lard cake, disgusting. What is yeah, that? Horrible. It's basically just like fat cake. Oh no. Yeah, gross. I'm gonna oh. have to disagree with you on on bread and butter pudding. I do like bread and butter pudding. No. My mum a, a, a couple of Christmases ago, we got given a, a panettone. 
Oh, yeah, I like panettone. Um, she then made like a bread and butter pudding out of panettone, oh. which was amazing. It was just, so it's good. It's just soggy. Yeah. Don't like the sogginess. I mean, that's the same reason that I'd, um, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of rice pudding either. And yeah. I, I recorded a podcast a couple of days ago with Sue Cowan. Mm. And we had a lengthy conversation about rice pudding oh. and, the, and the textures of it and like that. Like, I, I don't really eat porridge ever. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't mind porridge, but I have to be in a very particular mood for it. Right. I can't be messing around just porridge every day. That's, yeah, that's no. never going to fly. So then rice pudding, don't like it. Yeah. So it's, that, it's just anything that's kind of the sludgy. Yeah, or even like... I don't even know what they're called. We call them holiday puddings at home because right. we used to have them on holidays. So it's completely irrelevant. But they're like, they normally come in yogurt pots yeah. and they're like white solid with like a, like a brown kind oh, of... Oh, like a creme caramel. Y- yeah. And it's kind of like a jelly. Yeah. Yeah. Or also don't like jelly. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> I think it's purely it's a texture textures. Thing. It's textures. Yeah. yeah. I'm quite weird about it. That's so odd. I mean, gel, jelly's a, a classic. I love like jelly and ice cream. <laughs> No, horrible, no? don't like jelly. Oh. I'm, do you remember in first year when we had all those jelly shots in our fridge? Oh my so word. I mean, it's, I didn't live there, but I basically yeah, did. Yeah. In first year, we were, um, we were helping out with a, I think it was like a fundraiser for... Yeah, for the basement or something. For the basement, which is our student bar. And they were making jelly shots, which, you know, mm. I think are great because I like jelly. Mm. But because of the sheer amount of people that were coming, they were making like hundreds mm-hmm. of jelly shots for some reason in our flat because we were above the bar i don't know why it was in our it i think it was because, because meg and yeah meg was making them i think yeah so anyway we just uh we our fridge was just full of, there was nothing else in the fridge but like countless countless jelly shots and then they obviously weren't all eaten so they were just in your fridge for so yeah, we just were having had this jelly in our fridge for months and so months gross. may avoided it like the plague mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, I get the texture thing. Like, there's definitely some things that I'm like, I, I don't want to eat that because of yeah. the, I mean, rice pudding's a big one. Yeah, but then I guess people could say that about apple crumble because I'm looking at this now and then you've and got, is, the, yeah, it's, you've it's got the crunchy smush. and then the sludgy and then the kind of occasional bits of crunchy apple and then smushy apple, but I just love it. Mm. So I'm kind of um, contradicting myself a bit, but... It's a pudding oxymoron. That's <laughs> what it is. Obviously, um, this podcast is about also about talking about mental health and whatever. Yeah. And a super good way, like a little pick me up, feeling a bit down, have a little chocolate, have a little treat. Yeah, definitely. And um, a classic way or classic collection of tiny little pick me up treats are celebrations. Knew you were going to say this. <laughs> you knew this was going. So, May Cactus. Right. I'd like you to rank. The celebrations. Okay, you might need to remind me what's in them. Okay, I have a list. Okay, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, of course. Great. So, there's Maltesers, Snickers, uh, Muggle Galaxy, as they're now known. Right, the love it. Uh, shout out to Luca Caruso. Um, <laughs> Galaxy Caramel, Milky Way, Mars, Bounty, and Twix. Right, okay, so... Talk me through what what you're thinking. Off the bat, number one, Malteser. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's a popular choice. Yeah. Number two, Milky Way. Interesting. Love them. Yeah. Why? Them. Why? I feel like they were only really like a thing when I was really little. I th- but I think that's why I love them because right. me too. I used to always get one after I went trampolining. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but you really strike me as a kind of trampolining person. <laughs> like now you've said that, I was like, I was yeah, so good. <laughs> I could so picture that, like a little seven-year-old May with yeah, the Milky Way, absolutely <laughs> coming up the leisure centre. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, Malteser. Uh, what did I say? Milky Way, and then I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Twix. 
great. Yeah, I like because I like the biscuit in it. I really like that. People don't give Twix enough credit. No, I credit. like I like a Twix. Um, and then I will probably go Mars bar. Yeah, the little Mars. Because also, I find if you actually buy a Mars bar, it's yeah. too much. It's too much. But the little ones and celebrations, they're perfect. Yeah, because you can just. I think that's so in. key with celebrations. It changes because they're little. Yeah, definitely. Like I think Milky Ways are infinitely better because they're small. Yeah, I don't think I've ever eat. Yeah, that's true. Like a proper big. You don't Milky really. Way yeah, bar. people don't go and buy a, a normal human size. No, and Milky even Way. if you buy them now, they're they're broken down within the into, packaging yeah. into like little yeah. more manageable chunks. More manageable size pieces. <laughs> um, and then after the Mars, I will have to go Muggle Galaxy. Yep. Then Galaxy Caramel. Wow. Okay. Oh, actually, maybe the other way around. The okay. other way around. Galaxy Caramel, then Normal Galaxy. And then I would have to go Bounty, even though I don't like it. But Snickers has to come last because it will kill me. Because, yeah. <laughs> Purely for medical reasons. Yeah. Snickers has to come last. Yeah. So then Bounty, I also don't like. But so, but Bounty would be, is straight up bottom of the chocolates that wouldn't kill you. Yeah. Excluding Snickers. Is, if Snickers, yeah, Snickers wasn't even an option. Put Snickers on the side. Just, yeah, that yeah. doesn't count. Bounty, I would have, I would have to say Bounty. That just upsets me. I know. I'm really sorry. But also, I think, I don't even know how often I've eaten a bounty. Right. But I just still don't like them. (laughs) It's just the the idea of it. Such a stigma around them. I feel sorry for them, actually, because I don't think they get a lot of chance. They don't. No one gives them a chance, which is great for me because it means I get more chocolate. Well, that was like my mum. I like a bounty. Yeah, we used to have a box of celebrations at Christmas or whatever. Classic. And no one liked the celebrations apart from mum. So she, uh, the, um, what they called, bounty. So she'd eat all of them. Me and my brother would sometimes fight for the Maltese, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But then my sister would love the Galaxy. Yeah. Well, I don't really like Galaxy. Why, and then my why? dad would eat all the Snickers. It yeah, worked quite same. well. Yeah, Dads and Snickers. Yeah. Men. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> men ate the manly chocolates like Snickers. And... Do you remember when Yorkies had the whole... Yeah, I was going to say that. I can't remember what they're girls called. Girls Not Allowed thing. Yeah. Obviously I think they've got, uh, they've got like an Only Girls bar now. Oh, do they? I don't really know. I think so. Which is a shame because I really like Yorkies. I don't, I don't think I've ever had one. Oh, I'm a girl. So. The raisin, yeah, you're not allowed. <laughs> it makes sense. The biscuit and raisin Yorkies were... Ugh. Raisins are horrible. Oh, what? <laughs> Can you eat raisins? Yeah, a... well, I reckon. I don't know. Are they a fruit? Yeah. Yeah, but aren't they cooked? Or dried? I d- yeah, I mean, does dried count as cooked? I don't yeah, because I can eat dried mango. But not real mango. No. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, if anyone makes raisins out there, message mm. in. Let, let us, know. us know the process. I'd be really interested. Because <laughs> they're grapes, aren't they? They are, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they've but got to be dried. dried grapes, yeah. Or just like seriously gone out of date. <laughs> yeah. Slightly mouldy. It's, it's a really clever business tactic <laughs> from wine companies. They're like, what yeah, are we going to do with all these the spare grapes? Out, they've yeah. just got these little like And then they just make millions off. Little hard wrinkly bits yeah. at the bottom. What are we going to do with these? I know. So, Call them someone, something different. And someone them. one day went, oh, I'll eat that. <laughs> yeah. But nah. They've made, they've made <laughs> millions off yeah. of a rubbishy little dare. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, why don't you like Galaxy? Um, it just makes me feel sick. It's just so sickly. Oh, just can't yeah. eat a lot of it. Like I'm sure if I had a little bite, but like mm, yum. But I could. Uh, whereas I think Milky Way. Um, what's it called? Dairy milk. Dairy milk. Thank you. I could eat a whole bag of buttons. Buttons again. You strike me as a very buttony person. <laughs> well, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I've never been a big fan of like the classic dairy milk 
just like by you know just dairy milk i i like the i like the flavors yeah i, I like, like the, the caramel yeah is an all-time favorite or the oreo but not the not the new Oreo with the actual biscuit inside. Yes, I I've only like the, the filling like, bit. What is this about? Because it's just a waste. Yeah. Um. What else do I like? That's dairy milk. Like I went through a big phase. I don't know if I don't know if Cadbury's make it. It might be a Nestle thing. But I went through a big phase of really liking double deckers. Oh yeah, I like a double decker. They were they were great. And I I definitely go through chocolate bar phases. Yeah. Like I have agreed. a favorite, and I'll just get that one every time. Toffee, yeah. Love a toffee crisp. Love a toffee crisp. Yeah. I, my favorite at the moment is a Boost bar. Okay, never had a boost, a boost bar. bar. The the way I <laughs> describe a Boost bar is it's like an emotional Twix. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like, it's got biscuit in it, yeah, and it's got caramel, mm. but it's a bit softer, Aww. and you know it's it's not as it's not as like crunchy biscuity as right, a Twix. Okay. It's a bit gooier. Yeah, I like to also eat my chocolate bars like a weird person. I eat them kind of in layers. I can't just like open it and eat, take a bite out of it. So like with Twix, oh, you're you're right. Yeah, yeah I I'll it. like eat so the biscuit eat the... first. Oh, yeah, no. I'm really weird. And then with Milky Ways, I like or fudge bars. I like eat nibble all the chocolate off <laughs> the outside. Brilliant. And then save the best bit till last. Great. Yeah. So you're like you'd be the the classic Master Chef person who does like a here's a deconstruction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like a blob of caramel. Yeah, because um, it's like with I really like mini rolls, the chocolate mini rolls, oh, but I yeah. don't like the chocolate shell. I don't like that that chocolate right. that's on the outside. So you just like Swiss rolls, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, if you could get away but with it, manageable you'd buy a bite full, sizes. Yeah. So either I'll take all the chocolate off, like break all the chocolate off the shelves. Like you're peeling like a boiled egg yeah. or something. Yeah. And a then either roll. just leave it or eat it, just get it out of the way. Right. And then I'll like unfold oh, the mini roll and then eat mate. it. <laughs> what? What? I'm really weird. I've always been really weird. So I you just take it unroll last mini rolls. Yeah, sometimes, or just like eat around it, like it's on like, like a, a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Great, so like a kebab spit of mini roll. Yeah, and you just nibble around the outside. Amazing, that's so great. Yeah. So to finalise, okay, after right, that yes. big tangent. So at the um, bottoms, from bottom to top, Snickers okay. will kill you. So we're Snickers, disregarding that. Snickers is bomb. Bounty, Bounty. Uh, and then Galaxy, Galaxy Caramel. Yeah. Twix, Milky Way. Maltese and I forgot Mars, so I'm gonna put that. Mars under Milky Way. Under Milky Way. Wonderful. Yeah. Maltese at the top. Staple Maltese classic. at the top. Yeah. Brilliant. I do love it. I want to talk about stage management. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Um, because I I feel like it's a it's such an important role in the arts that mm. no one really knows about. Yeah. Because you're behind the scenes yeah, yeah and and from my experience of watching you and, and georgia and tom and whoever else do what you do mm. like it's crazy amount of work mm. you get up to yeah but then come like show week and people are watching it and they don't no one knows yeah. that you know the week you spend traveling around london buying old chairs from charity yeah, shops literally. and carrying them about them you know and yeah, fighting it's... with a bitchy directors, and, <laughs> you know, all sorts. Um, yeah. So does it ever? Does that ever get you down? Is that always a bit annoying that you're like, I put in all this work? And yeah, definitely. You don't really get the. It can credit. do. It's weird. Like with stage management, it kind of when you apply, when you go into it, you know that you know what you're signing up. Yeah, for. you do, and also like, if people in the audience who don't have a knowledge of theatre, if they know you're there, then you've done something wrong. 
So it's like you don't want to be seen by everyone and like your name's probably at the back of a programme because like the show might always be there but stage managers change so they don't want to have to keep reprinting. That, yeah. that kind of small logistics means that you're not like in the forefront, you, you know. But I don't really mind that because everyone who I'm working with knows how much work we put in. Yeah. So that's when it's really rewarding and when it gets you down is when people normally directors or other people in the creative team they just don't appreciate how hard you're working and they just kind of expect you to do everything which is fine like sometimes you can do it all and you and other times you have to put your foot down and say look no I can't because you've asked me to do that so which one do you want me to do something yeah yeah. which is fine but like it does get it it does get a lot of work and sometimes that I think a couple of weeks ago I was in I realised I'd been in Guildhall every single day for three weeks in a row and I was yeah. a bit like, I need to get I out. Break, yeah. yeah. But I think I think as well that is kind of like because I'm at Guildhall. So you have to do so much extra paperwork just because we are doing a degree at the yeah. same time. So yeah, I think yeah, yeah. when when we graduate and when we go out to the, the real the world, world, bunny ears, then we will be able to like have a bit more time and do things our own way. At the moment I see I have an issue and I see a like a solution. And I could just literally go straight there, but I have to go round the long way to pick up all the bits of paperwork and all yeah, the like all the degree evidence of ticking. email and all that yeah. jazz. So like when we graduate, I'll be able to just go around. I'm just going to do that, which will take me three hours instead of that, which will take me yeah. a whole day. And I need to, that, I can't do it yet because I need to talk to that person. I need to check with my tutor that I'm doing the right thing. Like yeah. That's when it's annoying. And that's when it's like, I just want to go home and see my family and go for a walk in the park. But yeah. I can't because... Because I've got to do this risk assessment. Yeah, this. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and also that's when it's, tricky as well because sometimes directors will say like oh and then you can just stand on the table and then you think I've got to now pipe up and be like we need to risk assess it and they think come on do you really like you're standing on a table sometimes I'm there like I know it's really lame but yeah also you have to you have to be the one that takes the blame and you have to take responsibility for other people's mistakes which I actually don't mind doing I thought I, I thought that's the bit that I would struggle the most with but I quite I'm quite sassy and I'm quite blunt so I quite like sometimes saying okay, we've done it wrong. Like, well, we can either dwell on it and yeah. cry about it or we can just move on. Yeah. So I quite like that bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, that environment and mm. that like situation of, of having to be the one that's like, okay, if this goes wrong, it's on my head, even mm. though it's not my yeah. fault. Especially if you're, um, you know, like there's countless roles backstage that I'm not going to get into because I don't know what any of them really mean. Yeah. But if you're, you know, in charge of the, I don't know whether it's ASM or DSM mm. or whoever. Stage management team. Yeah. If you're like, you know, if you're in charge, then yeah. if, if your secondary vice assistant, whatever, screws mm. up, then you're like, oh, well, the director's going to come and shout at me. Yeah, definitely. And that is that, you know, that pressure can be really... Yeah, and hard. it can be super daunting as well because mm. I think if, especially if you don't trust your team, yeah. Because if you know that there is potential that that person will mess up, then it's like, how do you kind of let them do their thing and get their degree Yeah. without micromanaging them, but also w- just wait for the moment where you get shouted at? Yeah. So sometimes it's a bit like, oh God, like, yeah. it's just, it's something's going to happen. Like, it's either going to go off here, it's going to go off in tech, or there's going to be a disaster of a show. But yeah. sometimes, and most of the time it works out fine in the end. And yeah. sometimes directors will or anyone directors creatives artists anyone they can lose their head like literally in a second and just shout at you but you have to know which is all of our like safe space statement and stuff you just have to know that they're not shouting at me because i'm may curtis they're shouting at me because i'm the stage manager yeah and sometimes when directors are like 
oh may and then and then start shouting you're like, oh. <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. about me but oh, it's yeah. not yeah they're just shouting because you are that person yeah in charge yeah. yeah you're the person to shout at they can't like and sometimes i think it would be so much worse if they shouted at the person who had actually done it wrong because yeah it's like you know when you have like a heated argument something you're not and you're like i'm gonna send a text blah blah, blah and they're like wait no i'll send it in the morning it's yeah. like that and then in the morning you're like okay well actually let's just meet up and chat about it instead yeah. or whatever it's that kind of thing i think if sometimes you have to be the, the sort of shield for your team and be like yeah. i'll take it because i know that i didn't do it wrong so i'll take it or even if you did do it wrong yeah you're like you know what shout at me i don't care because yeah. in my head i'm already thinking of something to sort i'm actually not really listening to yes. you i'm just yeah, thinking yeah, of yeah. what i'm gonna yeah. do so yeah sometimes it's good i think the thing that's hardest with theater working in like the industry of theater in terms of like positive mental health and mental attitude is that you can go a long time being in a dark theater all the t- all yes. day yeah like our tech sessions are nine till nine yeah and if you are like a person in charge you don't get a full hour lunch or dinner break at yeah. all you just get enough time to eat digest slightly before then you get up and walk, walk around run around yeah so i think that's that's what's hard and i think in the industry that in the industry that is the thing where it probably won't change it might actually get worse because then you don't really have you're not students so you don't have to leave at te- at nine tech sessions i've known yeah. people who were like sat with their lighting designer at like three in the morning putting yeah. cues in the book because if you have to open a show you have to open a show yeah that's the show's not yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. wait for you yeah so that always gets tough and especially when you're doing a show in the summer because you genuinely don't see sunlight yeah because you leave when it's dark yeah if you don't go outside at lunch then you, you it's just no yeah being in a small box. you get home when it's dark like it, it's literally and you you don't even know what the weather is like outside yeah and then in tech you have to wear long black trousers and long sleeve black tops so even if you do go outside you're boiling hot because it's summer yeah it's just per- <laughs> permanently uncomfortable yeah it is a little yeah. bit so yeah. that and i, I love the sun i'm such a sun baby yeah. so i do struggle with that sometimes mm. and i think why am i doing this when i could just be running in a field yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at least i don't know if i've ever come watch one of your tech things and you look like you're daydreaming, you know, just daydreaming in the corner and go, oh, May- May's running in a field somewhere. Yeah, I'm just on a beach. Like parading through the sunflowers. Yeah, it's definitely. Amazing. Like, yeah, so that that gets tough yeah. as well because you just, you just get into this like super focused, like tunnel vision almost and not in yeah. a good way. Yeah. So like all you can see is the space you're in and the people that you're seeing every single day and you just want to be like, I just need, which is why weekends are good. But then if you don't have a weekend because you're in on a Saturday and then you've got yeah. work to do on the Sunday, it's just like back yeah. to Monday again, you know. Yeah, it's just that. Kind it of just goes ending. so fast, yeah. What What do you, do you have a way of kind of picking yourself up after, like if you're, if you, you've had a crazy long day and you're leaving and it's still dark and you're like, oh, you know. Yeah, most of the, the time I go to the pub, <laughs> which sounds like really, but you don't even have to like get a drink. It It's just, it's so nice. And I think what, keeps our year so strong because we've worked, we've worked with the same people now just in different configurations yeah. for three years so it's so nice to like go to the pub and remember why you're friends with them not that you not that you hadn't enjoyed their company during the day but it's yeah. just it's strictly professional yeah. during the day all your everything you're talking about is business it's nice to go to the pub and like talk about things and like talk about where they live and and if they're also thinking about going to the beach and like how nice would that be and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. nice to know that you're on the same page and everyone's feeling the same way yeah I think that's so, like, I've spoken a lot about this with various people who have been on so far. It's that, like, 
just like chatting to your mates yeah, about absolutely definitely. anything. Like it, it doesn't even, if you are struggling or feeling went down, you don't even have to talk about that. It's oh, just, no. just have a chat with yeah, someone 100%. about absolutely anything. Yeah. And just like being in that, that situation of communicating and like it can just take, take your mind off whatever. Yeah. Or even just being like, oh, do you, do you want to watch an episode of Friends or something? Yeah. Like, even if you don't really want to watch Friends, yeah. it's just nice. Then you can sit and have something on in the background. So then if you think, oh, no, I actually, I don't want to talk about what happened today or I want to talk about something, then it just takes the pressure off because you both have something to kind of look at if you don't want to look at each other. Or like, yeah. you know, when yeah. you're like, I remember when you're just like, having an awkward conversation with someone. Like you just have something to do or you go on a walk or like, yeah. so instead you're not just sat down like in an interview, like chatting. It's just yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like intimidating. Yeah. So I think it's just take like taking the plunge and just being like, right, let's go and do this or let's go to the pub and have a drink or let's just go and watch some telly. Even if they think it's just to watch telly or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like chances are, if they're really your friend, they probably realise, oh, you know, like just, exactly. let's just watch telly together. Kind yeah. of like wink, wink. Like, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But that's fine, I think. That's Have you nice. had any um, any moments at, at guilt or during shows or whatever where something's gone catastrophically wrong? Um, or there's been a moment you're like, oh god, this it, the whole thing could fall apart now. Yeah, yeah, I have <laughs> actually. Like <laughs> on the show we're working on now, me and George were working on it. We had so many problems with this telly that we had to like have video coming out of it. Oh yes, the yeah. one that I saw. Yeah, yeah, and. It looks so good with the video, but it's the kind of thing that, like, if the video didn't work, the audience wouldn't know that it didn't work. Yeah, but if yeah. it does work, they're like, wow, that's so amazing. So it's just yeah. so disappointing when it doesn't work. We had so many problems with it. It wasn't working, wasn't working. And George just came to me at the start of the show. She was like, this telly doesn't turn on. I'm just going to have to go for a walk around the block because I actually cannot, do- I can't deal with it. And then the telly didn't turn on. She was oh. like, right, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. It's like, that's the kind of point where you're like, why am I putting myself through this? Is it just a telly? Like, yeah. Who what am I doing? What yeah. am I doing? Like, Again, could be on a beach somewhere. Yeah. Why am I here in a dark room doing a telly that's not working, yeah. really trying to get it done? Audience won't even notice. They don't know who I am. But yeah. then you think, no, you fix it, it works. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. That's why I do it. Yeah, so. exactly. Have you had a favourite moment at Guildhall, a favourite show moment? Or like a, um, uh, something that you've, you've done or whatever in a show that you're like, oh, I'm really proud of that? Oh yeah, definitely. I feel proud of every show that I work on. Yeah. Because I think even just like the team and you see like what other people have done and yeah, I, I actually do genuinely feel proud of all the shows that I've worked on. Some of them I'm a bit like, yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, kind yeah. of, I had fun, but let's just yeah, now yeah. put it Move away. Move on but, from that one. But yeah, like thinking about what I've achieved and what my team have achieved, like that's what I'm proud of, not necessarily like the finished production. Yeah. I think for theatre students and theatre staff, like, Sometimes the actual show isn't really the biggest, that's not even the biggest part of our journey. It's like the preparation yeah, and yeah. getting everything and like, or like looking for a prop for literally two weeks and not having the budget and not having the time and then finding one for literally 12 pounds and you're like, oh my God, I've done it. Like, yeah, yeah. Thank God. I think there's just been like moments like that. Nothing that massively sticks out to me as like, that was incredible. I think in first year, um, me and a couple of people from my year, we did like, we helped out on the Royal Conservatoire conference thing which right. we thought was just be, be really small thing and then we ended up throwing a cello from Barbican High Walk as part of the show and like I was Great. outside on the high walk like shouting people to like go or like stand by yeah. and that was so fun because I think things that you have the lowest expectations for sometimes turn out to be the best yeah so that that was a great show and yeah. I really enjoyed that that's such a great um like 
motto to yeah or like you know if you never know what what projects or what you're getting yourself in for it could be the greatest experience you've yeah you've had. so it's like it's just important to just give it like everything just throw yourself got. into yeah. it yeah 100 percent. but i think the whole like the things that you have the least expectation for turn out the best i think that's true for, for everything yeah like even you know when you were younger and you had like a house party and you're like so excited for it and everyone's all like what are you gonna wear like who's gonna be there blah blah, blah. and it always to be so disappointing yeah because it's like the build-up and then you think oh like oh my god i forgot we're going to that tomorrow and it turns out to be the best thing ever i think yeah. it's just like it's all about state of mind if you and if you think you're gonna have the best time ever then you put so much pressure on yourself to have such a good time yeah that you don't even but you often don't yeah you don't have a good time because you're so worried like oh my god i'm not having as much fun as i thought and then yeah. you're in this situation you're like get me out of this situation now yeah. so yeah i think yeah i often find like the the best like the, the best nights i have with my friends when we when we just oh we'll just go to the pub for like a couple and then it just becomes this yeah like, quest or like, yeah this, this crazy so adventure fun. and you're like well, how did that even happen so and, you fun. know you go to the pub at nine and then you're in the middle of nowhere at like three in the morning trying to work out to get home and definitely you're like, what this was this is hilarious and how did this even come exactly about? Like, definitely i've got a class in the morning you know? yeah <laughs> you're like oh god no yeah. yeah and sometimes you just have to like on occasions like that you just have to as long as you're like with people that you trust and with people that yeah. you're comfortable with, then you know that it's going to be fine. fine. And if it's a bit awkward at first or like, like last night or whatever, we went out for drinks and like at the pub at first, I was like, this is fun, you know, like I probably only have one. And then everyone's like, oh, we're going out to like this kind of more dancey bar. Do you want to come? And I was like, no, I'm okay. And then I was like, oh no, come. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. So it went and had such a good time. It's yeah. like, you just sometimes have to be like, oh, well. Yeah. My mantra is that like, I'm, I'm going to be tired in the morning if I go to bed now, if I go to bed in three hours, so I may as well just go out. <laughs> that's great there you go folks Had it here first <laughs> you're going to be the same amount of time you are you it's might so as well true. just get battered I'll go to bed at 9 and wake up at 10 and be like oh god I'm tired yeah yeah I'll go to bed at like midnight 1 and wake up at 7 and be like oh I'm up let's go yeah 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 <laughs> madness I'd like to talk about it if it's alright I'd like to talk about your mum yeah please do um, if, I, if you want to yeah well you've got that lovely song out for my mum i do so my mum passed away two years ago yeah about two years ago um really suddenly was completely out of the blue um and obviously i think it was quite a difficult time for the family because it came so out well whenever family passes away but i think in particular because it came literally so out the blue it was like a real struggle but luckily for us it just brought us all together and has made us a lot stronger. But there are definitely times where you think like, I don't, I don't think it's ever going to get easier. I think someone once described it to me as like, if you imagine it like on a piece of paper, you've got yourself in the middle, which is this tiny little dot. Yeah. And then you've got this like bigger circle around it. And that's like your grief or your like life experience that's affected you negatively or positively in some way. And when it's when it's fresh and when it's just happened, that circle is the only thing that's on the page and yeah. you're in the middle of it. And then as time goes on, there's another circle on the outside, which is your life and your other experiences. They, that continues to get bigger. Yeah. And your grief doesn't necessarily get bigger, but it stays there. Yeah. And then sometimes when you have anniversaries or if you see a picture or if someone, you see someone in Tesco's from behind, you're like, oh, fuck, that's that's mum and then yeah. like, oh, shit no it's not yeah yeah that grief just blows up and then goes back down again so yeah. it's like sometimes and it's you're always in the middle of it 
you don't leave it and it doesn't leave you but your life around it just gets bigger and that becomes then a four a zero a whatever kind of size paper you're on like that's I think that's the best way that I've found to think about it and it's like it's not as simple as like it's just that's gonna start getting smaller because it feels like it's getting smaller yeah but it's actually just your life around it getting bigger it's always going to be as big of a part of you as the day that the person died or the day that you feel like you failed an exam or like the day that you know whatever yeah. broke up with someone like it's always going to be that size yeah so i think i think that's just how i think about it really yeah when, when because it was so sudden yeah and it was it was all quite quick and i yeah i knew at the time obviously but I, you know I, we yeah as close as we are now. yeah definitely um but was i and i was there ever a time like before she died, mm. like in that super quick? Did you ever think, oh, this this might, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. Like, so she went into hospital. So I went home on the Sunday, luckily, just because uh, I went home. Yeah. And saw her, and it was all fine, and she had like some pains or whatever. And then on the Tuesday, she went into hospital, and I was back at Guildhall. Yeah. I got a call from my dad, like, I think you should come home. So that when I was a bit like, oh God, right, okay. Yeah let's go home and then I met my brother at home and he drove me to the well went to the hospital with him I think for me and my sister like my brother has been the one who's kept us the most kind of realistic like you obviously want to have a positive attitude yeah and you you want to be positive about it but you also need to be realistic and I think that's the thing that I learned the most the the most from this whole situation like everyone would always say you know like oh but it's your mum like she's so strong and you know the classic like she's a fighter or yeah and like yeah she is but also she can't help it everything this thing inside her has destroyed all of her white blood cells yeah you know she could be as strong well, as she like yeah. but she can't help it like yeah. this is got nothing to do with her this is just the fact that this staphylococcus aureus infection that she has is just bigger than her yeah and i think my brother was definitely the one to be like everyone would say you know you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine or she's gonna be fine and my brother would just kind of like pull me and jess in and be like you know what she might not be fine, but we're going to be fine. Yeah. So you have to think about yourself. Like, yeah, you know what? I actually will be fine. Yeah. So I think... Are you the youngest of... Yeah, I'm the youngest. So my sister is two years older than me and my brother's two years older than her. So right. like a nice kind of five-year gap yeah. between us. But yeah. we're super, super close. Yeah. And I think... So the the day that she was, she was really ill, she went into cardiac arrest... And then they managed to bring her back. But that was like the time where the the first time that a nurse had said, you know, I, I, do, I think she's probably going to die. And that was like, what the hell? Yeah. What are you talking about? This is my mum. Like, no, she's not. Yeah. So that's kind of like denial. Stage one. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like when I was like, nope, no, she's not. Can't, well, I can't do it without her. So she's not allowed to. Can't do it. And then I think, and then she had this like temp- this temporary, what we thought at the time, temporary operation, which is called ECMO, which we thought was like, a different form of life support. So then I kind of went home that night and I think I was just like, oh, okay, she's fine. Like she's on this she's support. She's fine. Yeah, yeah, she's going to be fine. Um, I think me and my sister both were kind of in that similar mindset. We were like, God, thank God that's over. Like, even though we had no real evidence that it was over, I just it just was like, she was going to die, but she didn't. So it's fine. Yeah. And I think my brother was still in the mindset of like, no, you know, this is, this is really serious. Like yeah. the next day we went to the hospital, which was now St. Thomas's. And we went to see her. I bought nothing with me. I bought the clothes I was wearing. Yeah. The same pants I was wearing, same pair of socks. Yeah. And my brother had a little bag, like 
pairs of underwear, my deodorant, toothbrush. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like just didn't even cross my mind that we would be there. And then we ended up staying in the same room for five days, in the waiting room. Wow. Five days, didn't leave. And like people would bring bring us like pants and socks and stuff. And yeah. like, so amazing. But I think my brother was just always super, super realistic. Like, you know what? She might not be fine. We're going to be fine. We've got each other. She's given us the best gift, which is each other. Yeah. So there were definitely times within that that week where I was like, oh, this is it. And then, it, and then she'd show, and like tiny, tiny signs, like, yeah. oh, you know, her pupils are dilated. Right. Which is a really good sign. Yeah. And I think also when, when you first get news like that, you're like, oh my God, great. Yeah, she's going to get, she's going to get better. And then you think, yeah. actually, it's just a pupil. <coughs> yeah. Like that's tiny. So I think also everyone didn't really realize the kind of extent of how serious it was. And then they would come and see her and they'd be like, oh, she's gonna, you know, that people bring her like get well soon cards and stuff like she's, <laughs> she's in a coma. She, yeah, can't, she yeah. can't, but just, people just didn't realize. So like hundred percent, definitely times in the hospital where I thought, this isn't real. She's going to get better. She's going to be fine. But also thanks to my brother and also like my dad and my sister, you realize, you know what? I think this could actually be the worst thing that the, the worst thing is going to happen. I think yeah. it could happen. And then I, I always think like, you know, people say like the worst day of her life. It hundred percent for me wasn't the day that she died. It was the day that she first went into hospital. It's like the, the mm. day that they said like, you know, she might like, she, this could be it. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. It's okay. Take your time. But anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. What well, one thing I wanted to ask was, um, I've spoken a lot about siblings. Yeah. On, on this because I'm very close with my sister. And yeah. I've got two younger sisters, and and I th- it's it's quite a. F- funny dynamic of being the oldest brother yeah. of three um and i think especially with siblings you often don't realize how important they are until, oh God, until yeah. they they do something and yeah you're like, oh actually you're amazing yeah definitely like, and that, you know i, I you, when i was little i argue with polly all the time yeah you know, you know and i argue with lily <laughs> all the time she's nine <laughs> you know lily. but uh but and then uh, you know, you don't you don't see them as someone that you, especially being the oldest. Mm. I never used to see them. Well, especially while well, Lily, obviously, I wouldn't go to with anything because she's nine. But like <laughs> Polly, uh, you know, you, you don't when you're younger. Yeah. Or especially because she's younger than me, you don't see them as someone that you can go to and be like, oh, I'm you know this has happened or I don't feel that great. Mm. And then and then when you do or or Polly will do something that will like and I'll go oh actually. You know, yeah. you're just a wonderful person. Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, 100%. I think... So, but, well, siblings are just... I remember once, like, it was so embarrassing, but I remember once saying... I was in, like, a drama class when I used to, when I used to be an actor, darling. And I remember someone said to me, like, who's your role model? And I was like, oh, well, it's my sister. And they were like, why? And I was like, oh, because, like, she, she is... I think she's me, but just, like better she's like got that much further in life and she's like got all this knowledge and like that's right. my role model because yeah. and everyone's like oh your role model's yourself like it's just because it's like but did they just got the wrong end of the stick what yeah. i meant was like my siblings are so like, i see so much of myself in them but they're just like so you know that they, they just feel so much more wise and like so with my whole my brother being realistic and like being grounded and 
Yeah. You know, like keeping me and Jesse like on track in the hospital and being like, you know what? Like, as I said, like, you know, we're going to be fine. It's that like, you, you just, as soon as they say it, you're like, oh, you're so right. Like, there's just no, you don't question them. Yeah. It's like, you know best. Like, you, I just yeah. look up to them so much. And I think it's, it's that, I mean, I've very luckily never been through anything like, mm. like what you've been through. But I can, I mean, I've, I can think it's probably quite a funny, um, I suppose you kind of feel like you're being selfish in a way by going, yeah. right, this is horrible, but part of me needs to, but I need to tell myself that I'm okay. Yeah, definitely. And, and like, obviously, you know, you, you care greatly about whoever, it, you know, whoever's yeah, ill yeah, yeah. or whatever's going on. But there's there's definitely needs to come to a point. And whether you decide that on your on yourself or whether someone close to you, like your brother, whatever yeah. goes, look, this is, you know, the, yeah. the wor- one of the worst things that can happen to someone. But you're going to be all right. Yeah. And we're, you know. Exactly. I'm here for you and mm-hmm. we're, you know, in you know in yeah totally I think like and it is it well for me anyway it was definitely easier just having someone tell you you know this is how you need to look at it because yeah. you're just in a bit of a blur yeah which I think is why like I'll tell so I always tell people about it you know like if you go through something bad you just need to like you need to look at yourself in the situation and you're right it does feel selfish at times but you need to be like you know what whatever the outcome is of this I'm still going to be a constant in this situation. So yeah. if I'm not okay, then how am I ever going to be able to handle yeah. her being okay and coming out of this great or coming out of this with severe brain damage or yeah. not coming out of this? I, I, I need to be able to deal with those situations in order to do that. Yeah. I need to know myself that I'm going to be fine. Yeah. And that I'm surrounded by... And that also, like, it's, it is obviously a really shit situation, but also... We had so many people come to the hospital to see her, but also yeah. to see us. Yeah. And you think I'm some I'm like, I am oh, there's this um this lady, she's called she's called Rosa and she's uh, she's got diagnosed this is kind of a off trail, but no, it's totally fine. It's amazing. Tangent she's away. she's amazing. She's an amazing woman. She's her Instagram is Madam Overy. Great. Um, because she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and it's all about like she's she's written this one woman play and she took it to Edinburgh and she's just done a tour in London and she went she was in the vaults in Waterloo and she's amazing and her she's so inspiring and like everyone needs to go and look at her Instagram and see her and, and look or whatever because she has also a very similar mantra of like she's never been in love until she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and realized that she was like so deeply in the middle of love from her friends and her family that she didn't even realize yeah and like ev- you are so just because you're not in love you're yeah. still in the middle of all this love around yeah. you and like if it takes something really horrible to realize that then that's the positive you take out of that situation yeah. like so many people came and saw us yeah. and so many people like so i'm really really close with some of my brother's friends that the first day i met them was in the hospital yeah and you just, you meet them and you're like, oh, I've never met you before, but like, give me a hug. Yeah. Like, I love you so much. Like, yeah. it's just, you just like, you feel so full of love. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah. Um, the, um, a, a year ago, I think. Mm. Not not the last Christmas, the Christmas before. Okay. One of my good friends from Purcell was killed in a car crash. Mm. And, um, and it, it was very odd. Because, you know, you'd see, he was at Academy, so I didn't see him regularly, but yeah. you know, I saw him a few times and, you you know, it was, it's, I suppose, the most sudden of, it was just like yeah, completely. one minute he's there and yeah. now he's not. Yeah. Um, 
and so you know it was it was it was the I remember Charlie Hayward mm. phoning me at about half past two in the morning and I was in bed just kind of like scrolling aimlessly yeah. through social media and Charlie phones me and I go oh, I'd sorry Charlie if you're listening I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, don't, I don't want to talk to Charlie it's three in the morning yeah I just want to, talk want to, to go Charlie to bed for? yeah <laughs> so I I didn't answer and I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and at like half past nine and then Ned phoned me he's another, another one of my good friends and I was like oh Ned's phoning me but this is a far more appropriate hour to be talking to Ned <laughs> yeah so, I answered the phone from Ned and and he was like, oh, this has happened. And I was like, oh. And then it was just like the the kind of sudden shock of going, oh, this is peculiar. It doesn't really feel like a real thing. But then for us as well, it was like, because we found out, it was like a chain of people telling someone Right, yeah, it's like secondhand. So then Ned told me and then I was like, well, who do I need to tell? So it was like, I then had to phone this girl called Freya, who I knew was really close with Alex while we were at school. And I couldn't think of anyone else who would tell her. Mm. And that was harder than being told yeah it oh my god like, yeah are you with you know you with your boyfriend you sat down like, oh. what's going on and now it's like this happened but then a couple of months later we i just set up a group chat of like 15 of us from purcell and i was like look i'm coming back after christmas on this day why don't we all go to a pub and like you know raise a glass whatever have a drink together and and mm. you know reminisce mm. and they were like oh this sounds great and i was like feel free to add anyone to this chat yeah and then it just blew up yeah and it was it was there was like you know like over a hundred people in this group chat and it was and we basically took over the spoons in Baker Street. Yeah. And it was just so many people and it was like people I had I've never met before in my life. Yeah. People from uh people from Academy, people from Lincolnshire, which is where Alex was from. Yeah. People from Purcell who were who were um foreign like there's a guy called Sam who lives in Austria who was like, Oh, there was a really there was like a forty quid flight, so I just came. Like it flew in from Austria. Oh my I was like, goodness. this is amazing. And it's just that it's it's odd how how something so horrible can yeah. can bring so much. I know positivity it's it's so like yeah, but it happens. It really does, and I I can't think really like quite sadly, but I can't think of an of something another event happening that would bring so many people together. Yeah, because like even something really happy like a wedding or something, you know, people people still might miss it, or that person might not come back from Austria because you know it doesn't feel. But when it's like a death or something you're like you just you just drop everything you just go yeah yeah and I think I think as well like the thing that's so frustrating about it is like how much would you have loved to tell Alex that all these people were there yeah it's like we kept a list of every single person who came and visited mum and yeah. there's people that like she would absolutely lose her mind if she found out that they came to see her she'd be like yeah. oh my god like, yeah. I can't believe it like she she'd just lose it yeah it's Amazing. like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's, do you have any, and I don't know if this is an insensitive question. No, go for it. Do you have any, like, advice or um, any little methods or things you did that yeah. from from soon after she passed away or more recently that that help you get, yeah. get through it or, de- or deal with it? I think, obviously, the main thing was, like, surrounding yourself with with things that are good for you at the time so for me it was family and friends and duvet days and yeah but then also like people say you know is it not a bit too soon for you to like be going back to uni to get yourself it's like no I'm fine like I want to go I'm, I'm like you just yeah. have to read your, yourself and also what's good for your family as well like I think my sister wanted to you know go back to school or whatever or or she was thinking I can't go back to school so we were just you just support whatever yeah the situation is and 
I think as well for me, it's um, I wear a locket yeah. that's got her in it. And I, I don't think, I was trying to, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think that I ever went longer in my life than three weeks without seeing her. Ever. Right. D- definitely not longer than 48 hours without talking to her on the phone or yeah, yeah, yeah. text or whatever. So like, you're, you know, you're talking to her all the time or there's always like a bit of her on you, like her perfume or whatever. So yeah me carrying around this the picture yeah. on my neck is like well that's that's her. that's my version of like she's always you know with me or whatever yeah that's beautiful. um but i think advice i think also just like there's a great there's an absolutely brilliant thing called the grief network yeah um they have an instagram account and they did this thing at christmas called shitmas great it's they're brilliant and like um i couldn't go my sister went with her friend jack and they went and it's basically like it's it says like um you know like bring your own boy bring your own booze yeah so they have like a bring your own non-grieving friend like it's not you can anyone can go if you're like supporting your family member or supporting your best friend or whatever or whatever but it was like there were craft tables where you make christmas cards that say like have a fucking shit christmas because i will (laughs) and like um like oh where's your mum in a box yeah me too like (laughs) happy christmas (laughs) but it's that like i my me and my family 100 percent got through it with dark humor yeah definitely like i will say things sometimes with like and georgia and thomas are used to it now that they'll just they'll laugh and other people are like oh my god like you can't can't say say that. that like but 100% like I remember that the one of the funniest things that I, I honestly think the day it sounds so weird but like I think as well okay I'm ta- talking about so many things right. I think as well what you need to accept is that like you need to let yourself be happy and for yeah. me we so we stayed in in the same hospital waiting room for five days and then she passed away and we stayed in a travel lodge next door to the hospital because we were like, like, we don't need to be in this room anymore, but we also can't be asked to get home because it's just so long, we're so tired, blah, blah. And we just absolutely lost it. Me and my sister, so me, my sister, my brother and my sister's boyfriend, Charlie, we were all just in the hotel room, like absolutely wetting ourselves, like just laughing so much about like the most pointless thing like my brother got in bed with his shoes and his coat on and i found it so funny like yeah you just need to let it's just that like outburst of some of, of emotion like yeah. everything you just need to like let it out and for me for me that was laughing and i think something that is an important thing to remember when you're going through grieving process is that you you need to let yourself laugh yeah because your body's trying to get something out it might run out of tears so it's just coming out and laughter but like it's just all this emotion coming out of you, you need yeah. to just let it happen yeah. so i think um that for us was dark humor, hundred percent. Yeah. Like um, when, when at one point they said that you know if if she pulls through, we we definitely will have to amputate her right leg. Right. So they told us that, and my brother was literally like, "Oh, but that's her penalty leg." <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh." What's she gonna do? Like yeah. that's her penalty. How's she gonna score? Oh, yeah. It's just like we just. And at that point, you're like, "Take a leg. Don't give. A, really don't yeah. care about her yeah. legs. Like take them." So it's just that kind of funny stuff, and like. Yeah. And I think it's acceptable for you to make the jokes of yeah, yourself. Of like, obviously, if someone else starts saying like, oh, well, yeah. like, at least she's in a box now. It's like, yeah. no, don't, don't laugh about that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah. you, for some I reason, can, you can do it. Yeah, literally. Exactly. But no, yeah. I, think, I think that's so important to be able to just release whatever. And, yeah. And let it out in whatever whatever way you 
it works best for you yeah and that could be having a big cry and, and getting and getting out that way or it could be just going completely off the rails and having a, a crazy night with your best yeah. mates or whatever and it's just like especially if you're like you're saying like if you're in the same room for days yeah it's all like that bubble yeah like you know Definitely. you need to burst that and it needs yeah, to go 100%. okay well that's you know yeah you just need to get get out there yeah just get it out get it out on the table and then you can address situation like probably when we were laughing it turned into tears at some point but you're kind of like am i crying am i laughing like i don't know but it feels good whatever it is brilliant so i'm just gonna get out there i feel like um for me all of my emotions end in tears (laughs) great just every emotion genuinely every emotion somehow ends in tears like um if i laugh too much i'll cry yeah like I'll just suddenly start crying and everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm honestly yeah, laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, if I'm really shocked or if someone makes me jump so much, I'll start crying. Like yeah. it's just all of my extremes yeah. end in tears, but in a good way. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, so every, every podcast, kind of wrap it up with these mm-hmm. things called the go-tos. Okay. Which is uh, just little, I, I say they're quick fire, but they never are. So <laughs> feel free to tangent or chat yeah, okay. They're just little little things that, that help you or um, that you use to kind of combat various mental health things. Okay. So what is your go-to way if you're feeling stressed? How do you relax? What is your like first port of call? Um, food. Yeah. For me. Anything I'm, specific or just... Just make sure that I've had food, had something to eat. If I'm feeling stressed, it's... I normally check myself and think, oh my God, it's because I'm hungry and I can't think straight because I'm hungry and I haven't eaten. I haven't given myself an hour. You are never too busy to give yourself time to sit down and have a meal and digest it and eat it because you're going to make, you're going to become more productive in the longer run. Yeah. Like you are literally, I was like this, I don't have time, I forgot to eat. It's like you, that's, you are never too busy to eat ever. Yeah. You can always make time. Like even surgeons who are doing life-saving operations, like yeah. they need, they 100% need to make sure that they have time to yeah. eat because you can't function if you're hungry. You can't concentrate. Yeah. So that's me. If I ever eat get stressed, food, I need to make sure that I eat, have a cake, have a drink, have a cup of tea. Yeah. Just give myself, even if you think, oh, I, I am really, really pushed for time, 15 minutes. Yeah. Sit down, have a cup of tea. You'll feel better. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, what is your... Um, Go-to way to relieve anger or frustration. If you're really angry at something, uh, what do you do? Cry. Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes, course, not like, all the time. Like all your other emotions. Lazy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> not all the time, but sometimes I'll just go for a run. Yeah. Or a walk. Yeah. I think even just thinking, oh my God, you are, I'm going to punch you in the face if you carry on talking. You just go down to the bottom of the building yeah. walk around go, go back up the stairs don't take the lift these stairs yeah just do something yeah get out and then it's like what i was saying earlier about like you know when you're really angry you wait till the next morning till you send the text it's that kind of thing you yeah. just need to distance yourself from the person who's making you angry or the situation that's frustrating you yeah and then come back and you'll probably have a lot of a clearer mind about it yeah um what is your uh what was the other one what is your what is your go-to pick me up if you're a bit sad what is your go-to? Right, this this will cheer me up. Um, if I'm surrounded, if I'm with people that I like, then a cuddle. Yeah, definitely a cuddly person. If I'm not, if I'm on my own or something, then I think maybe maybe a cup of tea. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Just like have a cup of tea or 
send somebody a t- send someone a text if you're not if you're not with them you can't give them a cuddle send them a text yeah and just even just like it doesn't have to be about anything just hey like nice day yeah and then chances are they'll reply and ask you the same thing and then you can just think okay no you know what, i'm all right or yeah. if you just want to look of through photos of old happy things or look you know find a funny video on youtube that's always made you laugh like yeah again it's just kind of taking yourself away from the situation that's making you upset stressed angry like just yeah thinking about it in a more like logical yeah mind brilliant um a couple of slightly stupider ones mm-hmm. what's your go-to movie snack uh popcorn any just plain oh salt salted not yeah. sweet oh absolutely not do you do you uh someone introduced to me that you get like whatever your favorite little chocolate is Ooh. so like i do the blue crispy m&ms okay and but i know people who do minstrels or whatever Ooh, and you get the popcorn and then pour them in shake it especially if it's in a bag of popcorn all right okay so you open the bag of popcorn fill it with whatever minstrels malteses Ooh, m&ms whatever you fancy shake it up and then it's then it's got both Lucky and dip. it's amazing yeah. that is good that is get good some popcorn and some chocolatey goodness yeah that's, that's a good idea actually i like putting minstrels in the microwave what yeah, it's great. It's so great. <laughs> Put a bowl of minstrels in the microwave. My yeah. brother used to do this at home all the time because the shells stay crispy, but it's melted inside. Oh, wow. So, it's... so they're still salt. You can still like pick them up. Yeah, and... it's amazing. Wow. I don't know how long you put them in for, but less time than you think. Okay. That's, that's great. <laughs> li- take with that what you will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have to ask yourself, how long do I think I should put yeah, minstrels put in the microwave? Put them in for less <laughs> You can um, always put it in for more. And the, uh, the last one, what is your go-to toast topping? Um, okay, it changes. So, uh, like, go-to, depends what toast. Give me a bread. Give me a bread? Yeah. That's the first time anyone's asked that. <laughs> it really you depends on what the... If it's plain white, yep. then chocolate spread. Okay. But the Cadbury's one, because Nutella has nuts in. Yeah. If it's, like, a seeded brown bread, yep. then honey, like butter and honey. Nice, yes. Or if it's just, like, a, like a mixed, you know, like, um, what they call it, like, half, yeah, yeah, then butter, salted butter and jam, raspberry jam. Great. Mm-hmm. I love the fact you have different choices have different depending breads. on the bread. Yeah, 100%. That's brilliant. 100%. Um, and the final question to finish is, what makes May Curtis the happiest that May Curtis can be? Um, I think... I am happiest in the summer yeah. <laughs> and when I'm with my friends or my family, just when I'm laughing, I think obviously I'm the happiest when I'm laughing, but just surrounding myself with the things that I love, being in the sun or the beach, yeah, sand in between your toes. Amazing. Oh, love it. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was wonderful. I feel like you'll get some content out of that. Or no, some, I will. Some of course, I will. of course I will. No, thank you so much, mate. That's no, you're brilliant. welcome. Thanks. Amazing. So, there we have it. A different kind of topping for every different kind of toast. The biggest of thank yous to May for coming over and recording this with me. May is one of my favourite people and one of the strongest and bravest young people I know. And she continues to be such a positive influence on everyone around her. Lockdown is an incredibly tough time for everyone. So I hope the little pick-me-ups we chat about, not only with May, but in all our episodes, can maybe make isolation life a little easier for you. If you enjoyed the podcast, give it a share. And if you think anyone would find our little pick-me-up tips super helpful and maybe make someone else's day a little easier, why not send it to them as well? Give the podcast a like and follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode. 
You can also follow me on Instagram at Sam Every Bakes to stay up to date with all my podcast news and it's where you'll find the pictures of all of our guests' chosen bakes. My name is Sam Every and this has been The Mental Bakedown. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, stay indoors, but nip to the fridge and grab yourself a treat. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>